Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Beast Perspectives Radio. So I want to thank everybody that's tuning in right now. And uh, we got a lot to talk about today. So one of the first things that I want to talk about is the New York Jets. And we finally got our guy in Joe Douglas. And myself and a lot of other Jets fans out there have really wanted him. (laughs) And we got him. And so I'm very excited. And I have seen other people post on social media that they're excited to have a guy like Joe Douglas. Um, You know, Joe Douglas, like I've mentioned in previous podcasts, is that, you know, he has had success, you know, when he was with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, he's learned under Ozzie Newsome and with the Philadelphia Eagles and doing a good job. And the Philadelphia Eagles have won a Super Bowl. And so as soon as the news broke out that we got him, I've been super excited. And I'm thinking, okay, the Jets got our guy. He obviously knows how to win. This is good. So, you know, he's a very smart guy, and I think he's going to have really good success. And as a Jets fan, that's what we want. We want success as a general manager, and it is very key for the general manager to make smart choices on not only with free agency, but as drafting as well. And the last several years, you know, we haven't drafted as well, especially in the middle rounds. And a lot of things, a lot of times that's where the bread and butter is at. You know, obviously you want to have some talent, you know, when it comes to the first round picks and things like that. But winning teams like the Seattle Seahawks, as well as the New England Patriots, and even other teams, they find a lot of their success with these hidden gems in the later rounds. And I'm thinking to myself, I think Joe Douglas is capable of doing that. And unfortunately, our general manager from previous, you know, Mike McCagnan, we've struggled in that category. And, you know, with the Jets, we want to draft better. We want to draft top-notch guys, especially, you know, overall. You know, we've gotten talented guys like Leonard Williams. We have guys like Jamal Adams, Sam Darnold, three talented players But if you look at previous drafts, you know, especially in the first round, you know, and even in the later rounds, we've done poorly, you know, whether it be, you know, guys where John Itzik has drafted, you know, such as D. Milner, he was a bust. Sheldon Richardson, you know, he was considered a bust, you know, because he didn't pan out with us and we just couldn't, you know, we obviously couldn't, you know, sign him long term. And uh, he had up and down success. He wasn't very consistent. Um, And the same thing can be said about Mike McCagnan, where, you know, he drafted Devin Smith and, you know, unfortunately injuries are a part of football. And when he got injured, it seemed like, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. So he was considered a bust and didn't last a whole long time with the New York Jets. Um, Darren Lee was another guy that was kind of like up and down. And with him, we didn't have a whole lot of consistency at the linebacker position, which is why the New York Jets went ahead and we got our guy in C.J. Mosley earlier in this offseason in free agency, which I thought was very smart, by the way. Um, I've been a huge fan of C.J. Mosley, you know, because he was with the Baltimore Ravens. I think that's a guy that, you know, is going to bring a certain level of toughness to our team. And I think he's going to be a great addition with Greg Williams' defensive style you know, along with Jamal Adams. And, um, and and that's one thing, you know, that, you know, the Jets, 
we have gotten some good players in free agency. You know, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, we don't want to always rely on free agency. Um, you know, we even drafted Christian Hackenberg, you know, I think with our second round pick. And a lot of teams didn't have him, you know, rated that high. And obviously, we know how that panned out. He never got a chance to be a starter, um, you know, for us long term. And he couldn't really prove himself as a franchise guy, which is why when we got Sam Darnold and what I saw last year, I was very pleased with what I saw. He played like a rookie, but he had, you know, he has tremendous upside. So I think, you know, Sam Darnold is going to do very well. But going back to Joe Douglas, my expectation of him is that he's going to bring a winning attitude. Like I said earlier, you know, he's been in winning organizations like the Baltimore Ravens, like the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think he's going to draft really well and, you know, provide Adam Gase with the guys that he needs to have success, right? Because we want to be able to have success long term and we want to be able to dethrone the New England Patriots uh, and become the AFC East champions because it's been a very, very long time since the New York Jets have become AFC's champions. And we want to be back in the playoffs. We want to be a team that's going to be, you know, having success long term like some of these other teams, you know, out in the NFL. So as Joe Douglas prepares his staff, um, I saw an interesting report, according to Rich Semini, where ESPN analyst Todd McShay is one of multiple guys being considered uh, for a job within the organization. And as soon as I saw that, it was very interesting to read because when I think of Todd McShay, I think he is very knowledgeable of players, especially when it comes to the draft. He's very good at evaluating talent. And I think if we were to have a guy like that, you know, you know, join our organization, I think it would be very beneficial for the New York Jets. You know, the Jets need to draft very well. And, you know, come next year's draft, you know, we need to knock it out. And, and that's the thing, you know, teams that have success long term, you know, their bread and butter is a draft. You know, it's not always going out and grabbing the most attractive free agent player and spending a lot of money because oftentimes when you throw so many dollars, you know, towards, you know, a top free agent, that free agent may not pan out and, and it just may not work or it may not be even a good system fit. And so with the draft, it's very key that the New York Jets gets it right. And I would not be opposed of Todd McShay joining uh, the New York Jets, you know, maybe uh, on some type of level with the front office where he can be a good contributor and be an extra voice to um, our new general manager. And I think he would do good. You know, like I said, you know, um, he knows what it, he know what's about as far as evaluating talent. And he's done it for many years, you know, um, as well as Mel Kuyper. But uh, the only thing I'll miss is if we do get Todd McShay is Todd McShay's back and forth with Mel Kuyper because um, you know, I'll watch ESPN and I, every year I tune in to watch those guys go back and forth and it's funny, not, not going to lie, but, um, me being a Jets fan, I would think it would be a smart idea just to get him, you know, just to have an extra, you know, purpose, you know, for him. And I think it would be, like I said, a really good addition to the New York Jets team, um, organization that is. So, um, I, I would like it, honestly. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, if we were to get him, I would I would give it a 9, you know, at least. 
Um, so I think he would be a tremendous addition, like I said, because of his knowledge of valuing players. Um, and like I said, you know, we need to draft better, especially in the later rounds. The later rounds is what's killing us. We need those guys that can contribute, and we need help at a lot of positions, and we need help um, everywhere because, you know, we we need depth. And, you know, with lack of picks or, you know, not drafting smart and, you know, the picks not working out, that's, that's leaving us thin. And that's ultimately re- making us rely on you know, guys that are being cut in training camp or, you know, those are picks where, you know, we could have used to um, maybe perhaps, you know, moved up and got a better player. But it remains to be seen, you know, how Joe Douglas, you know, will play um, as the New York Jets as general manager. Like I said, I think he's going to do a pretty good job. So as we talk about one team that's hired a general manager, we're going to talk about the team that's fired one recently. And we're talking about Brian Gaines of the Houston Texans. So he was with the team for a little over a year and a half, um, which was a little surprising considering how, you know, I was thinking, okay, he, you know, looked look like a decent, you know, hire, you know, um, you know, when they got him. Um, so, you know, nothing flash or anything, but I think, you know, he was a decent guy. Um, but with the Houston Texans, you know, they got a lot of talented players, you know, and they have a really good coach, you know, they have Bill O'Brien and like I've talked about on my previous podcast is that Bill O'Brien's had, you know, a lot of winning seasons. I think only one season he's had was just, uh, I think it was, he went like four and 12. And, uh, other than that, he's had winning seasons, And you look at the Texans overall as a team, you know, they're poised to fight for a playoff berth. You know, they have talent on both sides of the ball. They got a pretty good, talented quarterback in Deshaun Watson. If he remains healthy, that gives them a fighting chance to be in the playoffs. And you could argue that they have one of the best wide receiver duos, um, if not best, hey, maybe even top five, you know, and Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, both those guys are very, very talented in their own way. And not to mention, you look at the defensive side of the ball, you know, you have J.J. Watt, you know, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a monster to deal with for offensive line. And you also have, you know, Jadavion Clowney, you have Whitney Merciless, um, you know, so I think those guys are going to bring a level of toughness. So, you know, the Texans, they have talent on both sides of the ball. And I wouldn't be surprised if they make the playoffs this year, you know, simply because, you know, they're a team that looks like they're going to be pretty tough to beat, you know, as long as they can, you know, stay healthy. You know, the injury bug is what's really getting them, you know, when J.J. Watt got injured, you know, Deshaun Watson got injured, you know, and other players getting injured. That's the only thing that's really stopping them as far as, you know, being, you know, in the AFC Championship game. And they have the talent, like I said, guys, they have the talent to certainly make a push and be that team, but it's just a matter of injuries. So, you know, it remains to be seen who they'll get. Um, but I can understand why, you know, the Texans would do it. You know, they're looking for a guy that's, you know, in the win now mode. Maybe they didn't see that in their former GM, but, uh, you know, they're ready to win now. Um, you know, JJ Watt only has so much left, you know, um, you know, especially with the injuries. He only has so many years left. And Jadavion Clowney, he's looking to get paid. But at the same time, will they be able to keep him or be, because he's wanting, you know, so much money? 
Um, so that remains to be seen. So it's going to be very interesting to see. But I mean, if they can keep all those guys, I mean, that is definitely more power to them for sure. And, you know, maybe this year they can win the division and even go on and potentially make an AFC championship, you know, appearance. So we'll see how it is, guys. Um, but I think the Texans, you know, they should take their time and making sure that they have the right guy um, that will fit the direction the organization is wanting to head to. Um, so remains to be seen. But. I think the Texans can do it, um, you know, if they get their guy. So it just remains to be seen. And, you know, like the Jets, you know, they fired their guy. The Texans, you know, fired their guy. And so maybe the Texans will get a really good um, general manager. And we'll see how that goes. But like I said, the thing that's been hurting the Texans is injuries. So, I mean, if they can stay healthy, they can compete in the division and possibly win the division and even go on and have other success. So... Um, in addition to that, um, I want to talk about some other news and notes around the NFL. So, a big shout out to Saints pass rusher Cameron Jordan, or uh, I'm sorry, I think uh, Jordan Cameron, <laughs> uh, of getting a three-year extension with the New Orleans Saints. Um, he has been a pretty darn good pass rusher um, since he stepped in the league. If you look at the last two seasons, he has racked up to 25 sacks, which brings his overall total to 71.5. And I think that's great. Um, you know, I think that is really great. He's a very talented player, a very tough physical player, um, and definitely one of those players that you would love to have on your team as a fan and even as a player. Um, so the Saints absolutely got it right, you know, by selecting him 24th overall in the 2011 draft. And that 2011 draft class, man, that's been that's been a, a pretty good draft, especially if you think that other guys like, you know, Ryan Kerrigan, I believe, uh, was part of there. J.J. Watt, even. Um Robert Quinn, uh, some good, really good, you know, pass rushers, man. And I think, uh, yeah, um, you know, the guy, you know, the fact that he had 71.5 sacks is really good. Um, and then Jordan, like I said, he definitely deserved it. Um, I think he's got like over $50 million extension. Um, I could be wrong, could be more, but I think it's a little bit over $50 million. But definitely well-deserved, you know, on his part. Um, the Saints have their guy, and I think, you know, Signing him to extension was key because you know you don't want to you don't want to let a player like him go and just walk out you know via free agency or even be traded. You don't want to make him unhappy. You want to make him happy, especially with his contributions with the New Orleans Saints. Um, so another topic um, that I found really interesting was the fact that head coach Pat Shermer of the New York Giants um, he's liking what he sees from the first round pick uh, quarterback Daniel Jones. But what made what <laughs> what brought me um, what brought a surprise to me is they made an interesting comment and a quote by saying, "As far as Daniel Jones, he is on track with the goal to be ready to play on day one." End quote. And honestly, that was a really interesting comment. So I know he is wanting to display confidence with his quarterback. I totally get it. And if Daniel Jones is looking really good, you know, in the offseason, during training camp, that's really good. 
But I still wouldn't sleep on Eli Manning. And even though Eli Manning has struggled recently, I still don't believe that you can put all that fault on him. So, and I know people talked about last, you know, this most recent offseason where, you know, he had Odell Beckham Jr. And then you have a really great running back in Saquon Barkley. You know, what's going on with Eli? And so... I've seen some Giants fans talk about where the offensive line needs help. And so you can look at, you know, both offense and and even on the defense, too, you know, that could use help. Um, They lost a really good player in Landon Collins, so that's the only blow, really. Um, And then they trade away Damon Harrison, so who was a really good run stuffer. So I don't know, man. I just can't blame it all on Eli, but I still think Eli has some good football left in him, whether it be one more year, even uh, another year, you know, just still give him an opportunity to play because I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if Eli Manning comes out because I imagine he's he's heard all the critics. He's He's heard all the naysayers saying that he's done. He's done as a starting quarterback. He's washed up. The Giants seem to find their franchise quarterback of the future and just, you know, do away with Eli. They talked about it last year before they, you know, drafted, you know, Saquon Barkley. You know, whether they were going to get a guy like a Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen even. You know, they were saying Eli's done. He's washed up. And I'm thinking, hold on just a second. You can't put all the all the blame on Eli's shoulders. I still think he could be a good attribution to that team and you know with Daniel Jones um why rush him you know um even if he's playing lights out why rush him you know what I mean let him learn behind a quarterback like Eli Manning who has had a successful career two Super Bowl championships um is definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame and I think it would be smart on the Giants part to just sit him for a year or so and just let him watch, you know, Eli Manning and, and just study and study and study and just keep on practicing because, you know, he may not be cut out as far as, you know, if you put him in the, you know, week one game, he may not work out right then and there, you know, or even be the guy in the season. So you don't want to put a guy where, okay, you, you just want to excite the fan base and, and just and, and let him flop, basically. Give him time to groom. Um, the only I the only scenario I could see where he could be put in would be due to injury, or I mean, if Eli is just you know playing awful, or if potentially they're out of playoff contention, then they want to see what Daniel Jones has to offer. And so with Daniel Jones, you know, obviously you know he got drafted higher than people expected. I was thinking Dwayne Haskins would be a really good pick for the Giants because. Haskins, he's a great player. I mean, you know, you look at his stats from last year at Ohio State, and the numbers are eye popping. And uh, you know, you know, some people may uh, say that uh, the Giants, you know, should regret passing on Haskins. And and I was surprised. I was thinking that the Giants could get Haskins because you know he's a pretty talented guy. And then um, there was also um, a scenario where I thought Haskins, you know as highly coveted as, as he was being talked about, could even, um, you know, be drafted earlier than what he was at the Washington Redskins, you know, um, in one of my mock drafts. I even had the Washington Redskins swapping picks with the Jets where they can get their guy 
But ultimately, it worked out for the Giants because, or not the Giants, I'm sorry. It worked out for the Washington Redskins because they didn't have to trade up and risk losing future draft picks just to get their guy. He fell into their lap, which was great for them. You know, considering the fact that, do we know if Alex Smith is done or is he going to come back and be the Alex Smith like we all know him that he can be? A smart player and a guy that can, you know, manage the game well and make good decisions. Um, so it remains to be seen, you know, if uh, he'll come back. And I believe Colt McCoy is having another procedure on his leg. And, you know, um, he's not a bad uh, backup quarterback. So you look at, okay, well, you have two quarterbacks that are, you know, banged up and injured. You know, what, what's, what's going on here? So I definitely think it was the right move on the Redskins part to get Hoskins um, you know, if Alex Smith, if he's not ready, if, if, um, Colt McCoy is not ready. And I think they even got Case Keenum, uh, Case Keenum, uh, he's with the Redskins now. If they have it down to where you have Haskins and Case Keenum and Haskins is outperforming him, I would say, go ahead and just, you know, put him in. And I make that comment instead of with Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. Well, there's a difference between Eli Manning and Case Keenum. Eli Manning is a very successful quarterback, and I still think he's got some play left into him. So even if Daniel Jones lights it up, it still wouldn't be a bad idea just to sit and learn behind Eli. Whereas Case Keenum, we know that he's not a franchise quarterback. We know he's more of a, you know, you you have a quarterback that goes down, he can play okay for a few games, but... You know, I think um, Dwayne Haskins, you know, if he plays really well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Redskins give him that starting job. And, uh, you know, he could be a very good quarterback for years to come. And he's got a strong arm, and he's pretty quick on his feet too. So, you know, I like I liked the, the fact that they got him. So that was uh, – those were some of the topics I want to talk about, guys, in my podcast. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for – tuning in and I will see you guys in the next episode and I hope to talk more sports and uh, yeah like subscribe um, you know my YouTube even if you write tweet or um, uh, retweet I'm sorry <laughs> retweet um, follow me on Twitter for more talk about football and everything um, I can't wait for this season it's gonna be very very interesting to um, to see and uh, yeah I think it's gonna be another great year and who knows Who's going to be the Super Bowl? You know, could it be the Patriots again? Or could it be a team like the Saints? Uh, Or even could it be the Packers in the Super Bowl? So it remains to be seen. Uh, Or as I hope, as a Jets fan, it could be the Jets. But (laughs) we we still have some things to do before um, I can make that, you know, assumption that, all right, we're going to... We have a legitimate shot to be Super Bowl contenders. But um, again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And you have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care and bye-bye.